Hello and welcome back to the Linux Gaming News Punch episode 21. Liam here to run over a quick bit of recent Linux gaming news to help you keep up. First up we have a really hard to pronounce game, it's Nebuchadnezzar, something like that anyway. I probably said that completely wrong, it sounded better in my head before it came out, you'll have to forgive me as I'm just terrible at pronouncing things. Anyway, it's an isometric city builder with a style and gameplay inspired by an absolute classic called Pharaoh. A lot of you might remember it. To me, this is really exciting as I absolutely adored Pharaoh when I was younger. I spent so many hours playing it. And honestly, there is no other isometric city builder like that here today available on Linux. Nebuchadnezzar has you build a big city from growing crops to building massive monuments. It looks and sounds incredible and it's due out sometime next year. Next up we have a game called Carrion. This one is really interesting. It's a reverse horror game where you're the monster. It recently had a time-limited preview demo up and it was amazing. It was some of the most genuine ridiculous fun. Some of the most fun I've had all year. Even though the preview was really, really short, it was extremely memorable. In Carrion, you're an amorphous creature, so you have no real shape, no true form. As you hide in waiting, when you're ready, you launch an arm out at an unsuspecting human, pull them up, and then devour them to grow bigger. It's pretty gross. Brutal in so many ways, with everyone screaming and running around in fear. But it's so magnificently designed. In a lot of ways, Carrion actually reminds me of the Alien film series, except it's reversed and they've made it actually a lot more exciting. Carrion is due out next year. I had a ridiculous amount of fun with a preview and this one has to go high in your wish list. A recent announcement was Transport Fever 2 getting an actual release date is going to be arriving on December 11 with Linux support ready and raring to go. Urban Games and Good Shepherd Entertainment are bringing the second edition to Linux and it gives you more than 150 years of what they say is real world technology and history to design and master your own transportation empire. With Transport Fever 2 though, they're saying it's going to give us a vastly improved feature set, a better user interface, better modding capabilities, and the transport networks you'll be building will be across land, sea and air with over 200 what they say is realistically modelled vehicles from across Europe, America and Asia. Transport Fever 2 actually sounds massive. Now I did actually like the original Transport Fever, the only major problem I had with it was the performance was just terrible, so I really, really hope they've worked on that. But it does look fantastic, and it'll be on December 11, that's Transport Fever 2. Another recent actual release was Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. This was a brand new edition with all the DLC bundled, and it arrived on Linux with the Definitive Edition release. Feral Interactive once again ported it, and it's the final entry in the reboot series, and thanks to the port from Feral using Vulcan, it performs absolutely fantastic. As expected though, Feral truly put the effort into their ports, and it shows from the stylish launcher to the smooth controls. That's not all we've got from Feral though, we do still have Life is Strange 2, hopefully before the end of the year is up, and next year we got Total War Saga Troy as well. This next one might not be a name a lot of you are familiar with. It's called Shotgun 
Farmers. It's a small indie first-person shooter, but it remains as one of the most unique first-person shooters around. In Shotgun Farmers, when you fire your weapon, any bullets that spread and miss and hit the floor will sink into the ground and grow another weapon. So when you run out of bullets, you run along and just harvest another. It's clever, it's brilliant. All the weapons are inspired by some kind of vegetable or fruit, and it just had a huge update. Shotgun Farmers now has a horde mode for you and a few friends or AI bots to survive 50 waves of increasingly difficult sort of zombified people and animals. As you progress, more weapons unlock like the chili flamethrower or the carrocket rocket launcher. It's quite funny. All the weapons honestly are hilarious. Give it a try, Shotgun Farmers. Now, if you're like me and you love... 3D dungeon crawlers like the classic Dungeon Master or the newer generation of stuff like Legend of Grimrock, then I have got good news for you. Vaporum Lockdown was recently announced as a prequel to the original, continuing the same fantastic real-time gameplay with quite impressive visuals as well. It looks amazing. And I was genuinely impressed with the last Vaporum. It had exciting gameplay, interesting puzzles, the mechanics of the combat were really, really cool as well, and the performance after a couple of updates was amazing as well. Vaporum Lockdown is due out sometime next year. Moving on to the final two bits of news I just wanted to cover now. The first up is quite an interesting one. Valve seemed to be readying something called Steam Cloud Gaming. Any thoughts to what that could be? I honestly have no idea, but they're going to be launching, by the looks of it, some sort of cloud gaming service. We don't know how this is going to work, but we've seen hints that it will accept multiple providers on top of Valve, like NVIDIA's GeForce Now. Now, like it or not, cloud gaming is already here. It's here to stay. You've got Google entering the market with Stadia later this month, Sony with PlayStation Now, Microsoft with their Xbox stuff. EA are jumping in at some point too with their own. It's only natural that Valve would follow along or else they'll just get left behind. But Valve are well positioned for this. They're the leading PC store. They have a bunch of streaming tech already. And if the servers running whatever the Steam cloud gaming is use Linux, then they could leverage all the Linux work they've already done. They've got tons of native Linux games on Steam already. And for the ones they don't, they've got Steam Play. It's going to be very interesting to see whatever this Steam Cloud Gaming turns out to be. It could be a whole lot of nothing. But I'm excited to find out. I hope you are too. And we've got more Steam news for you now, as just as I was about to start doing this episode, Valve contractor Timothy Bussett made a post on Steam about how the Linux client now supports running games in a special container. So if you're opted into the beta on Steam, you can now find the experimental Steam Linux runtime in your tools menu so you can install it. It then enables you to force this container onto a game as if you would Steam Play. So this special container enables, from what they said, better isolation from the host system, improving a host of potential problems, improves Valve's ability to support older titles on newer Linux distributions. For developers, they can make sure then that their Linux game runs in this container environment, reducing their quality assurance load. And Steam will be able to support newer runtimes via containers 
which could include newer compilers and libraries and so on. It's exciting tech, further showing how committed Valve are in some ways to making sure Linux gaming works as well as possible. There's a ridiculous amount going on right now. It's really exciting stuff. But that is all for News Punch episode 21. Thank you for listening. If you do want daily Linux gaming news or you're curious about smaller stranger indie games that I cover quite a lot, hop on to gamingonlinux.com. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you again soon. Goodbye for now.